Each day, the average individual is bombarded with these. Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Is it advertisements, pollen, pornography? What are we bombarded with on a daily basis, million times a day? It are daily choices. That's what they are. That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Inverse. We are looking at the topic of Deuteronomy. And so if you have your Bibles out, we want to ask you to turn to page, not page, chapter 30, <laughs> and also download our Bible study guide on inversebible.org. You can also download the app, the Sabbath School app, on your Apple or Android platforms, and look up uh, Inverse, and you'll see it there. Uh, we also have our, our audio podcast, and we've got smoke signals. We've got every form of communication, every social media out there for Inverse for your studying convenience. In the studio, we've got Sebastian Kelly and and uh, what's your name? Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan. And uh, Sebastian's still laughing. This Aloha. is what we try to do, try to give uh, a platform for Bible study in the context of social uh, fellowship and humor and warm friendship and, and, and Justin Kim messing up. So this is a good platform. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. We're going to study the Bible together through the Holy Spirit. And Callie, if you can pray for His presence, let's get with it. Yes, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the gift of what you've already been showing us. And thank you for your love and for your many gifts. I pray that as we study this chapter today that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, guide us, Amen. and may we see what you desire for us to see. May we see mm -hmm. it clearly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We have gone through a lot of chapters of Deuteronomy. We don't have the time to address every single chapter and every question and every law, but we try to hit the high points. And right. we come to chapter 30, and we look at this uh, concept of choices, life or death. In, this, in a certain sense, it sounds very cliche, but there are many people who believe that they have no choice mm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is where Scripture actually says, no, we always have a choice. And we want to underline and stress the import of that belief. So, uh, Sebastian, if you can read the Bible for us, go to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15 through 20, please. Yes, sir. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, mm -hmm. and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Mm. 
All right, Jonathan, where are we at the end of Deuteronomy here? Why does um, Moses kind of conclude mm-hmm. with these? He's, he's rounding out uh, the book, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think he ends with this kind of conclusionary yeah. tone? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is his final... Conclusionary, ar- conclusive <laughs> tone. <laughs> this is, Mo- is Moses' <laughs> Moses's final appeal to Yo, his okay. people. Okay. Moses is 120 years old. He's, okay. he's led them through the desert for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has shown them the future of the people. Uh, mm-hmm. They are about to enter the promised land. This is a major major turning point, so to say, for the people of Israel. This is where it was supposed to be 40 years earlier, but you know, we all know the story. So now he's saying, he, he gave all these sermons and this, he, he poured out his heart in a final appeal to his people to choose life, to choose God, to choose faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and he gives them a lot of good reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, he really wants them to make the right decision and to follow it. Uh, but also in the same way, it is also a way for him to, to keep them accountable mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at this turning point and this crucial point in their experience. Mm-hmm. Very interesting that even Moses himself was not allowed mm-hmm. to cross into the land, mm-hmm. yet his appeal, as you mentioned, is not any less the, the passionate to, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, as he communicates to Israel, yeah. hey, make the right decision here, especially after, as we looked in the last episode, the, the blessings and the cursings that, that he yeah. delineated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian, what are some things that we get from the passage that we just read here? Well, one of the first things is that loving God is a life and death matter. Right. And and when we look at that in in verse 15, he reminds them that I set before you today life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God. Mm. So this is what I'm setting before you when I'm asking you, when I'm charging you, when I'm challenging you to love the Lord your God, Mm -hmm. not just to obey him, not just to walk, but to love him. Mm -hmm. And he says, when I do that, I'm setting before you good and evil. Mm -hmm death and life. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you say that, it's like, wow, so... These, even, are two, these are two sets of very big things and they're on correct. the opposite ends, but he's actually taking these two couples and then kind of kind of placing them aligning over, over them. each other, aligning yes. them. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and showing that the fulcrum by which they turn is loving God. Mm. And so with this, it takes it away from the rule keeping that we've been drilling, right? Yeah. All, all season yes, long that's right. that's is right. that let's step away from just focusing on, as Callie mentioned, you know, earlier in the season, focusing on just the commandments, the statutes, the rules, mm-hmm. but loving the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, I would never walk away and, and think of the effect of me not loving a person as having grave consequences. Mm -hmm. But when you look at people today and you see the things that come from homes that are broken, you recognize that a father who didn't take time with his son, a mother who didn't take time with her daughter, has grave consequences for the future. Mm -hmm. That person becomes a derelict in society, that person becomes a deviant. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with the fact of, I just wanted to be a bad person. But because this person refused to love them, they now have the inability to love others, to trust and to be able to form meaningful connection. Mm -hmm. And so love has crazy consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the first things that comes out from the passage. This choice to love God isn't just a choice of, well, I'm not feeling you, right? I'm not into you. No, this is <laughs> this is life and death that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Not loving, you know, the girl in math is a different issue. 
than choosing not to love so God. Stakes are not only high; they're the highest uh, of the highest. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kelly. Yeah. So this this whole chapter we didn't read it, but the chapter opens up with the idea of returning to God. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can, if I could read that, just the first two verses here. Chapter thirty, mm -hmm. verse one and two. Yes. Go for it. Now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul. And he goes back and he says, kind of just, yeah, those blessings I mentioned, they're still on the table just when you return back to me. Mm. And I love that this is, it's a very important choice, but it doesn't mean that if you see yourself right now, you know, if you're listening or just in our own lives, and we're like, I didn't make the right choice, it doesn't mean like, well, that's all, all you get. Lost. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Um, so the choices are extremely important, but it's not important once. It's all, they're always important. Kind of mm. like you were saying, we're always bombarded by these choices. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we see ourselves going down a path and then we're like, oh, well, it's just coasting from here. Mm -hmm. It's never coasting from there. You can always return. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. Like those things right. are still completely valid, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why like, again, this, the chapter of your choices matter, life or death choices opens with, yeah, so when all those bad things that I said were gonna, when they happen, and then you remember all the things I said and you come back to me, now I'm gonna remind you how important your choices are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Callie, I, I love that. Uh, there are a lot of isms out there that believe in determinism, mm -hmm. where there are no free choices. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is coasting and not coasting from one point or another. We've, we are in this nexus of coasting and there's yeah. no choice. What are the ramifications of believing in a system where you have no choice? Mm -hmm. what, 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 why, why is that so bad? Jonathan, I mean, it's the European perspective. <laughs> the European a lot of those isms represent come from all of it. Because we have no it. choice over there. <laughs> <laughs> Socialism and you know the, the best. Government. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wasn't going to politics, but oh, well, uh, you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's fun. The this is this is the, the foundational difference between God's way of doing life, God's way of government, you know, uh, and all other options out there mm. is that God gives you choice. Mm. Uh, God gives you freedom. Satan and all his various, you know, uh, drone... Yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> what was that? Jinx. Permutations. Yes, permutations. Uh, they, they make, maybe they give you the illusion of choice, but at the end of the day, they're trying to control and to yes. destroy. Yes, 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 yes. And so we see here the foundation of God's government is freedom of choice, which is yes. the foundation of love. True love can only exist in an, in a, in the in the arena of mm -hmm. a freedom of choice yeah. uh, you cannot force love uh, and 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 so he has to give you the option and he does that for his people here very clearly and for all people of all times he gives them the opportunity to choose life or choose death you know you have that choice um, but this is the foundation for love to take place and so we see that as I mean really this is the most beautiful option that is out there for yeah, us yeah, on the yeah. table. No, I, I think you're getting you, we, what we're talking about here. It's a very, it's a very simple concept. God gives a choice. Choose life. Choose. You mm -hmm. can, can reduce it that way. But these are the fundamental game rules yes. for how the universe of how salvation works. Mm -hmm. I love what you said. That God cannot force love. He mm -hmm. needs choice. In in a, in a certain way, God is limited. Yes. By our choice. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, He could. 
he in 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 some ways I maybe there there's some element where he just wish he maybe that's me me put me I mean I don't I don't know I don't know but <laughs> but, but it, it hypothetically theoretically yeah. he could just eliminate the, all this and we could all be obedient we could all be loving yeah. everything would be hunky dory boom yeah but he can't he's limited exactly that's the amazing thing that the reality that we are here as bad as reality is because of sin it also proves that God is a God of love because mm. and that he that he cares about freedom you know a lot of science fiction, you know, portrays, you know, time travel, or you go back to change the future, or parallel universe <laughs> where it could be better or worse, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But God says, even though he has the power to do all these things, mm -hmm. he says, no, I'm going to stick with one path, and that is reality, and time is processing, we, we are going through all this, mm -hmm. and I'm not going alter, to uh, alterate these things, mm -hmm. I'm going to work with humanity, with their choices, and I'm going to respond to these things, mm -hmm. and not just force my will upon them. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that's, that speaks volumes to the character of God. Where Satan has none of these limitations, and he does force. Yes. He does use illusion, yes. as you alluded to. He does use, he plays with a lot more mm -hmm. options. Is, he does. Is, if, if that's how he can use that? truth and error, mm -hmm. whereas yes. God God only uses truth. Of course, God is limited. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I'm just thinking about this more of what we've already studied in the light of just that God gives us free choice. And I'm thinking back about the details of chapter 28 of the curses and the blessings. And God doesn't just give us free choice, but he's giving us informed free choice. Mm -hmm. He's not like, here are your two options. Good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> but he's door okay. He's like, one. okay, door number one <laughs> has right. all this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Door number two has all this. Highly recommend door one. Right. Very emphatically recommend door one. Right. This is what's behind both. So it's not, but it's not trickery. Yeah. He's just, and we almost think like, well, he's leaving something out, and he's like, no, I gave you all the details. Right. Right. And but then he wants us to choose because again, he's a god. Well, of in the love. Garden of Eden, you may have all the trees. You know how many trees there are in the world? Have right. you gone to Canada? Have you gone to Scandinavia? <laughs> how many trees there are? Lots of trees. We can't eat that one tree. But what do we do? We'll find out after the break what humanity chose at the Garden of Eden. So stay with us here at Universe. <laughs> Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Yeah, well, it's no surprise humanity chose that one tree that we couldn't eat of, and here we are in the mess this, that we are in. Mm -hmm. So, Kelly. And on that point, too, you know, what's crazy about the Garden of Eden is Adam and Eve had not experienced sin, mm -hmm. right? So they had not experienced all the things God had warned about. So, but God still told them what it was. Mm -hmm. God still said, if you do this, you will die. And they don't know what that means which was a wonderful gift, but he wasn't like, don't do it because I said so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, don't do it because these bad things will happen to you. And I am so thankful at this moment, you don't know what those bad things are. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, but I, you know, I wanna know what the bad things are. So I wanna, I wanna try it out. Mm -hmm. But I just love that from the beginning, mm -hmm. God gave informed choices, mm -hmm. even when they didn't have the capacity and he didn't want them to have the capacity mm -hmm. to understand the suffering. Mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back to verse 15 here. And I just love that first word, the word see. Uh, it is a, a marker of emotion, of emphasis. 
we often think it, we attributed some Shakespeareism or like trying to be like, oh, see, behold, alas, you know, Yorkish or whatever that that skull's name is. Uh, but in verse 15, the, the Hebrew doesn't do this. Hebrew is not Shakespeare. Hebrew says, see, in many it is an exclamation mark. There's emphasis. Look. Insert emoji here. Which emoji it is, I don't know. You fill in the blank. But I have set before you day to day, life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, that you may live and multiply. All this stuff is good stuff. Mm -hmm. Why does humanity not subscribe? Why, why? And we, we hearken back to uh, circumcision and the stubbornness of the human heart. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, why, why is this coming at the end? Why not in the beginning? Why, how, why does God go through all the Ten Commandments and all the laws and, and, and Deuteronomy? I guess the question is this. When it comes to a new covenant, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with all God doing everything and the blessings, I just don't think Deuteronomy is the first book that comes to mind. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. But after we read this book of Deuteronomy, I mean, it's just, per, um, you know, it's, 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 it's embedded in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why is there that... Why is the Dissonance. choice at the end? Yes. Well, I think the way I see it, the, the choice comes at the end because then it's only accurate when he says, I have set before you mm -hmm. life and good, death and evil. I have explained it to you in excruciating detail with narratives, with laws, like every angle. Mm. This, this is the choice. Mm. And again, it's just, I'm, I'm a harpy on this informed choice thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I can just really see that where like you, and he doesn't say it this way, but you have no excuse not to be able to make this decision now. Mm. You have all the reasons in the world to not only make it correctly, but to make it, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I just I love, uh, if I can extrapolate that, mm -hmm. this is not only the conclusion of Deuteronomy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the whole thing. This is the conclusion thing. of yeah. the five books of Moses. Exactly. So us going back to God and meaning, it is mm -hmm. appropriate to, to yes. touch yeah, on yeah. that. That this is kind of an appeal through all the yeah. stories of the five books. Right. I gave you I'm stories, I gave yeah. you a list, yeah, 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 I gave yeah, you everything. Awesome. awesome. Just, just <laughs> a quick thought, uh, you know, bouncing off of that. You, you're saying God is giving us an informed choice, mm. but let's remember that we have to make a choice. Yes. We, we, if we don't choose, we you, have chosen. You have chosen. We have yeah. chosen death. So God is saying here, listen, like you have if to make a choice. If we haven't chosen, we've chosen death. Yes. Why? Why is that the default setting? Because of the sinfulness of our hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, because of our sinfulness, mm -hmm. we are unable to save ourselves because we have gotten ourselves into this mm -hmm. mess. And also mm -hmm. because the relationship with God is not default. Right, because I not anymore, like huh? because I refuse mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not was, to, to marry not. Sarah. It doesn't mean that Rebecca and I automatically right. are together. Right, no, that's awesome. Right, so it's it's like listen, you have to choose yes. to love a person. Yeah, right? Those two comments are in harmony. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the, the beautiful Both thing true. is that God, that God uh, here, I think through this whole book, is showing His heart. He's showing the reason why you should love me. You know, mm -hmm. He doesn't see that He doesn't force you to love Him because you, He can't do that. But He's He's giving you all the reasons. He's he is pursuing you, you know, and and in a you know in this relationship, desire to have this this saving relationship with us, mm -hmm. which is amazing. You know, in this world, it's always like you you want something, you try to get it. But here, God is offering something. He's not getting much out of this, so to say. <laughs> you know, he's not like oh oh you know Jonathan has something to offer to me that I want. No, it's like I, I want him to be saved. So yeah. I'm going to present him. He just wants him. you. He doesn't want what you can give. He wants you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and so yeah. he, he's presenting, you know, his best, he, he's showing his best side, which is, you know, all his sides are great. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, <laughs> choose, choose me, 
and then you know you will you will experience you know wonderful. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. Justin, it also reminds That's me right to to kind of fast forward to twenty twenty one, right from Deuteronomy's time mm. is, you know. A lot of times these adjectives and well not adjectives but these concepts that God is setting before them in our context they are kind of mixed right it's kind of like life and evil right so it's like I have life but I also have a lot of issues right mm -hmm. and you know and life and blessing and cursing but there's also different things I struggle with mm. um, in the external world that are beyond my control mm. and it goes to show you that this was not the ultimate choice that God was really pointing to here in Deuteronomy, right? He's pointing to an ultimately an eternal choice. Mm -hmm. The recognition that I'm gonna remake the earth, I'm gonna remove these things that seem to coexist with life, right? Because some people say, well, I have life, right? I was born, I had nothing to do with choice. So clearly the choice that he's calling them to, to love God, to walk in his word, and to choose to circumcise your heart and allow him to circumcise your heart, which comes in the same, you know, chapter. And he's saying, listen, this is what I want to do for you. And therefore the choice I'm setting before you isn't just, just live, right? You think about people like, what would you do to survive? And we try to use that same visceral motivation that someone would have like, hey man, either hang on to this or drink this snake, whatever, and live or die, right? It's like, well, I mean, this is what I gotta do to live, you know, because it's right before me. But for me, he's pointing to an even more eternal choice mm -hmm. that's before us because people are alive, right? The existential benefit of being with Christ rather mm -hmm. than just the benefit of uh, living. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, one of the results, can, if you can read verse 20, okay. mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of this do you choose, verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for Lord. He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore. So, it, this is this is amazing. This here right near is like, you know, uh, this is what Paul talks about, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right here. Because you see that as you choose God, you choose life, you know, this love relationship will lead you to a f to faithfulness because He lives out His life within you that you may cling to God. I mean, that's like you're glued to Him. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I love that. You, it's like you're holding to, to your Heavenly Father like because He is life. And then He becomes your life. This is very, very profound that, you know, God is your life. It's not uh, that he, he gives you this or gives you that. He is your life, your mm. entire being. I mean, John 17, uh, what is eternal life? To know God, to know Jesus. It, it, he, when you have a relationship with Him, it's not just that He becomes one aspect of your life. He becomes everything. Well, I think so this isn't nearly an extension of life or eternal life or no. just the, 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 the material the materialism of life. Mm -hmm. He's actually giving us Himself. Yeah. He, he provides the quality, not just the of quantity, himself. but the quality. If you choose life, you're choosing me. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And, and, I think that's just to sink in a bit, mm -hmm. because this isn't about a life or death decision that we have to make. Mm. This is, are we choosing God or not? Yeah. Yeah. Really at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. and, and I think to, to even ground further what Jonathan was driving, because I think that was the thing from the passage that probably spoke to me the most, mm. especially, you know, being married or as a parent. And you think about, you know, situations where those people may be in danger or at risk. And in essence, right, I feel in that moment that it's like, that's my life, right? It's, yes. it's like to see, 
you know, we were at church one time and my, my daughter was running and you're like, stop running, right? You're like saying that, but you're like having a conversation. And the worst thing you could think of happened, right? She like trips and she hits the bottom of a metal chair on the corner of her eye, right? And it's like, boom, blood through her eye, through her face. And you're like, oh no, right? And so you're like taking her to the hospital. Like we're gonna have to do stitches right, with this huge needle. They have to like mummify her, you know, to make her be still to do it. And in this moment, right, you're like trying to hold back tears, right? Cause you're trying to help her to be strong. Like, it's okay, it's almost over. Mm -hmm. And all you're thinking in this moment, right, is like, this is my life, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I can't, and to think that you could have lost this person, right? Yes. And, and on the flip side, wow. when I go to my kids and I'm like, you know, Papa's not gonna live forever. You know, one day you're gonna grow and get old and Papa's gonna die. And my oldest will always, she always starts crying about it. And she's like, Papa, I don't want to live during that time if you're not here. Ugh. And, and it reaches your heart to realize that for her, what is life mm -hmm. if my papa's not here? And it's like, this is where God is trying to have that relationship wow. where he's like, when I sacrificed Jesus, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you were bleeding in your eye and you had to get stitches and all these different things and God was like, you are my life. Mm -hmm. And at the same token, this reciprocity comes back to say, yes. how can you respond to a person who loves you that much and not say the exact same thing, mm. right? And, and say to yourself like, we're not eternal lifeians, mm -hmm. right? We're not seeking the fountain of youth, right? We're not going to heaven and heaven is heaven because I live forever and because right. there's no taxes or death, right? <laughs> it's heaven because Jesus he is, is there. there. Right, yeah. that's right. And that's my life. Like, am I gonna really enjoy it? And it's like, well, where's Christ? Can't find him. Right. That's and I think that's really Amen. the thing that clings to me when we say yes. he is your life. That's I mean, right. people accuse Christians of just choosing God because he gives a reward of eternal life. And mm -hmm. that in itself is a, a self-defeating argument because it's just selfish. Da -da 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 -da. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people that I've met, they don't even like the idea of living forever. They're yeah. like, oh, why yeah. would I? I was talking with one person for many years, been trying to help them see Jesus. And, and when I talk about eternity and heaven, they just think, why would I want to live forever? Right. Like 70 years is already terrible enough. And right. Like, but it's not about that. Like, Jesus, you know, and I try to bring them back yeah, yeah, yeah. to Jesus, but that's that's the whole point here. Yep. Choose yeah. Jesus, choose Christ, choose God, because He brings that quality yeah. that makes eternal life, you know, worthwhile. Yeah. 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 I was just gonna say, eternity is only something we crave if Jesus is there the whole that's time. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, I, I was just to add to the. Say <laughs> uh, uh, We had a, a young person said, "Hey, pastor, I don't, I don't, I think heaven's gonna be boring." And my first gut reaction was like, "How oh, 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 <laughs> dare you?" <laughs> and his imagination of heaven was like, you know, Disney World. So he's gonna go to an Old Testament world and New Testament water park and then, you know, the Reformation. That'll be boring. You know, whatever. I agree. He's like, after a million years, you know, after after a, a, a month at Disney World, <laughs> Disney World itself gets boring, right? Yeah. So you got to go to MGM or whatever you got to go, right? But after <laughs> yeah. a million years and after a trillion years, having explored the galaxy and you've discovered, you played with the elephants and you played with the dolphins and you ate grapes the size of watermelons, you did everything, <laughs> what's the point of it all, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you don't have Jesus, Time has life itself mm -hmm. that's has right. no meaning. That's yeah. right. Life has no meaning. Amen. So that's our prayer. If you didn't get that, you got that from all four of us, the same exact <laughs> point, that time has meaning because of Jesus, and we need to choose Jesus not once, not twice, but on a daily, 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 daily basis. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. And this is the appeal and the passion that Moses has at the end of Deuteronomy and at the end of the Pentateuch. We want to encourage you to mm. keep 
keep continuing studying the Bible. Stay in verse. Stay in the Bible. Go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guides. And you can study Hebrews with us in our next quarter or Deuteronomy in this current one. Or you can go to past ones on Romans and Nehemiah and the whole shebang. We're trying to get the whole Bible done. And then some other spicy topics such as sexuality and leadership. Not so spicy. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next week here on Inverse. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.